Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. As you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always scouring the globe, interviewing entrepreneurs, successful individuals on the cutting edge, leading edge influencing, impacting the world. So today we have uh, Gail Doby, and she's um, the uh, founder of Gail Doby Coaching and Consulting. She's also the Chief Vision Officer, and it's going to be a great um, conversation about uh, building amazing team, business, success, and how to make it as an entrepreneur. So without much ado, I'll Welcome, Gail, to the show and let her introduce herself. So, Gail, welcome. Thank you so much. And um, we are just, I'm very excited to speak with your group and to see if I can share a few nuggets here that might be useful. So, thank you for having me. Yeah. And um, I know we had connected through Podmatch and um, it's a great service. Um, tell us more about how you got started and uh, we'll go from there. Okay, that sounds great. Well, first of all, I've been, this is my second business, and the first business was actually interior design. And interestingly, I have a finance degree, but I realized about 2007 that that particular business was not making me happy. So the young woman that was working for me at that time, and still is actually, she and I sat down together, and this is 15 years ago now, made a decision that we wanted to build a different business together. So we wanted to teach interior designers how to make money at the business of design. So that really is my passion is business and not really the the design part is what I realized. So that's kind of how I got started in this particular business. And we are coming up on almost 15 years. We actually rebrand we first connected so we have a brand new name called the Pearl Collective, just so I can update our listeners a little bit. But um, and we did that for a lot of key reasons, and partly because we are expanding our business and want to be able to go on beyond the field of interior design, because we believe so much in the fact that we need to help people be successful in their businesses. There are just so many people that struggle in making money at it, and um, you talked about financial freedom and time freedom. Time freedom is a big part for a lot of people that get so caught up and are working so hard in their businesses, but they don't really take time for themselves. I'm sure you find that true. Uh, ultimately, you know, what's interesting is, uh, you know, money is a resource and, you know, we're taught to trade our time for money. Um, and uh, if we can learn to use uh, money to work for us, it frees up a lot of time. We can do higher value, higher order tasks. And so, um, you know, that's why I'm trying to get that message out. And uh, 
What's interesting is that, so, you know, we talk about, you know, you kind of have like um, five main ideas episode. And one thing is you talk about your creative value blueprint. Um, tell us more about that and how it applies to your business and your clients. Sure, absolutely. And I want to make sure it's applying to your listeners too, because I think this is true for any business. Everybody is creative in some way or another in their businesses. And so you can have the creativity part, which is what we as entrepreneurs do as people, but we also need to have a blueprint in how to make money doing what it is we love. And that's sometimes where people are disconnected between the reality piece and the creative piece. And not that they're not combined, but they're, you have to be able to have both parts working in your business to really reach your potential and have the financial returns that you want. So in my opinion, and this is just my personal opinion, when I have helped people understand what the basic foundational things are, such as first, what your personal goals are, what your financial goals are for yourself and your family, and then from there, build a financial model that makes that all happen. Those two things are tied together along with creativity, which means that's what the creative value blueprint is. So it's how do you build a business that's built on creativity and entrepreneurship and make money at it and have some life balance at the same time? Mm -hmm. And um, since you come from the um, interior design and kind of the creative space, um, and ultimately it's all about uh, business and how you, you're your value and your service to your customer, either a product, service, you know, software. And tell us more about how you, what you learn from the um, design interior space and and uh, the how the financially successful charge for their services. Well, do you, uh, well, okay, that's a great big question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Christopher. Um, I think one of the things that is um, interesting is that for every single business that's out there that provides design services, they have a little tweak on how they do it versus other people. So there are so many ways that people charge for their services. And I, but what I really want to focus on here is how you need to charge for your service. If you're a doctor or if you're a designer or whatever it is that you are really is based on what you believe your value to be. I don't know. What do you think about that? Because I think a lot of us, it's what we can sell. And if we don't believe that we're worth the value, then we're not going to charge what we're really capable of charging, even if we're one of the most talented out there in whatever industry we're in. What are your thoughts about that? Well, in the medical profession, it's kind of taboo to talk about money. And I'm not really sure why, because um, it's kind of like this oxymoron because, you know, doctors are mostly, they're mostly are high, higher paid um and then they kind of like, it's kind of like the religion, you're not supposed to talk about money, but then you're ashamed for, you know, but uh, it's, it's all about value. And you need to, you need to get this, you need to have money conversations, you know, the value of money, you know, how is it generated? You know, what does it expend? You know, what are assets, liabilities, you know, all these um, terms. And uh, you need to charge for your service. Otherwise, you're going to go out of business, right? Other, you know, no business you can provide for free for forever. Um, so I really don't understand that, but um, you need to charge for what you're worth. So 
you know, um, you know, whether it's a hundred per hour or 500 per hour, you know, you need to bait, you know, tailor it based on what value you can provide to your um, client. So that, um, but uh, I just found that interesting because, you know, with, um, with, especially with the creatives, there's, um, there's subjective value attached. So it's kind of like, you know, this person, you know, can charge this much, uh, it's just what the market will pay. So the other uh... I dive into that a little bit more, if you don't mind. And I think what I'd like to say here is that you brought up some interesting points. And sometimes we what we help our clients do is if they know what their financial goals are personally, then we can put together a financial model which says, OK, this is what you need to charge in order to achieve that. And all of a sudden, their whole thinking switches from them feeling guilty for charging what they're worth to understanding that if they don't charge enough, then they're not going to accomplish their goals. And it's it's a really interesting little mindset switch that happens when they finally get a picture of what it's going to take to create that success in their business financially. And so my view is whether you're a doctor or whether you're a designer, that you can charge more than you think you can charge, but it really comes back to where are you in your head and in your heart? And what do you believe that you're worth? Because that is going to allow you to achieve a higher level of service that you can provide to others. And the higher the level of service, the higher the value of you'll have for yourself and also that your clients will have of you. So for example, I know you probably deal with people that are running practices that are um, not necessarily getting paid by insurance. They are more of the concierge service. So that concierge service is a higher level of service and therefore something that demands a higher price because you're getting higher service. So I think that if we can switch our thinking from this is a transaction to it's a, um, something that's more transformational for the person, if we can have them be healthier and happier, then they're probably going to pay us more for that service, right? Yeah, it's uh, quite interesting. And then, uh, you know, especially health, health professionals, um, I think the uh, majority of doctors are W-2 and, you know, the type of employment is moving towards W-2 because these large organizations are just absorbing everything. And uh, But if you look at like dentists or, um, you know, uh, like... Um, uh, optometrists, you know, these, uh, they, they have, they're more entrepreneurial because they have to open their own practices. There's, um, there's, right. there's not as much W2 opportunities for these types of professions. So um, in my mind, they're more entrepreneurial, they can do more, um, you know, doctors kind of, uh, for better or worse, they're kind of uh, pigeonholed into being employees. One uh, one interesting thing is uh, talking about is um, how okay so we talk, always um, like my clients they're always like I want to grow I want to scale um, you know all this like we think growing and scaling you know that's a good thing you know but may not be good for everybody and so talk about how business success serves your life goals. Well, yeah, that kind of ties back into that financial model too, which I know sounds kind of weird. And I want to go back to something that you said at the beginning of the podcast, which is that uh, it is almost taboo to talk about money. And the reality is you got to talk about money to somebody and it's either going to be to your CPA or to your spouse or to somebody else who can advise you and show you how to make a great living at whatever it is you're doing. But if you don't know how to do that, you need some help in doing that. 
always, there's some level of support and training and coaching that people need in that particular arena. So, you know, I've, I've been thinking about this because I, I have, I belong to Kaiser and, and I go to a doctor who's on salary. So I was thinking about what you were saying about the W-2 versus I am paying outside of that to a private concierge ty- type of doctor for health and wellness to actually work with me on things that will make me feel better. And so I'm paying extra out of pocket outside of what I'm paying for insurance to get that kind of care. And I believe today, and uh, there's a really great book out that you might want to share with your readers. And I think it's called G-N-A-R, it's by Stephen Kotler. And it's about aging successfully. And it's about as you get older, you are going to want better services and more training about how to be well and how to be um, more successful as you get older in life. So I think there's so much opportunity for people to take those ideas and those concepts around health and wellness and turn those into maybe a side service if they are not in a service like Kaiser and they can have their own business where they literally are providing services at a higher cost and they are also able to resell product and they're able to make a margin from that. But it's all about, you've got to know how to build that business. And it means you also have to understand how to sell and how to manage a team. So when it comes to scaling, it depends on what your personal goals are. If you want to earn a million dollars a year as a doctor, it's probably possible, but probably not if you're a W-2, right? It's very hard to do that. Uh, But you could, if you're an entrepreneur that has some sort of a special practice where you're providing a service that gives people what they really want and need. So my view is if you have a valuable service, then it is something that um, you can scale and provide the level of service and the types of services people are willing to pay for out of pocket. So it's really thinking about how can you change your view and your mindset around what it is you're doing so that you can find a niche in the business that's yours and that you can own and that you can make great money doing. I always tell my uh, clients that uh, the best way to control your time and your income is to become an entrepreneur and an investor. If you like some of my colleagues, you know, their salaries stay the same, you know, they're really high, but they're, they stayed the same over the last 15 years and they have to work harder. And, you know, basically your salary is declining as you just don't realize it. Um, exactly and uh yeah what's what what is interesting is um you talk about and for all the listeners out there um gail's um reference to the g and a r book uh, will be referenced in the links and show notes so be sure to check that out but um we you talked you mentioned about uh business being um having skills as a business owner and marketing and uh managing teams um yes these are things we do not learn in school. You know, we at school basically prepares us to be employees. So um, tell us about the tools you need to succeed like a boss. Oh, wow. There's so many. <laughs> and I think that what's so interesting, and I'm a massive reader, so I read all the time. I'm reading every single day. And one of the things that I've learned is you have to keep learning how to be better at what you do. And so today, I think some of the skills that 
allow you to be a great entrepreneur. And as doctors, you're still an entrepreneur. You just may be working as an entrepreneur with, with another company or an entrepreneur if you own your own. But the reality is we have to continue to learn how to be empathetic. Empathy is probably one of the most important skills that people can have today. Listening is an important skill today. And so if you can listen and be empathetic to your patients and also to your team, then you're going to be a better leader of your company. Um, leadership skills today, absolutely one of the most critical skills that you can have to run a business. And um, it's a hard thing to run a business. And you may be great at what your practice is and maybe what your specialty is. But the people part of it is really what's going to take you to the next level. And today is so critically important because today we get judged on how well we uh, really interact with other people. You see it with Google reviews. Even my doctors get Google reviews. So you have to be a great communicator and a, a great listener. And you have to be empathetic and you have to lead people and you have to have a culture within your business. And you also have to understand the financial piece of how to make it work if you have the right people. So if you have the right people and the right vision, the right mission and the right goals that you're shooting for, you can provide great service and get compensated well. And then so many gems in that. Um, and one of the, the key thing is um, it's all about these new uh, like um because everything like uh, technology, uh, you know, software, automation, you know, everything is making the, the very basic things uh, just basically run on autopilot. And so now it's all of these uh, soft skills like like leadership, creative, long term thinking, you know, all these very soft skills um, that will bring us and help propel us into the next um, decade. So really fascinating conversation. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Tell us more about um, how people can find you on social media, visit your website, follow you sure. and contact you. That's great. Thank you for asking. And it's thepearlcollective.com. And um, we have just recently set that one up. And we also have gaildoby.com. And that's where you can find out about my book and also about my speaking. And I just believe that what you're doing is so important for your profession. And it's one of those things that if you can help the doctors understand that they are running businesses and that they have a right to make money and they have a right to be happy and all of those things and that they just need to have the right plan to make it work. If you can help them with that, that is just an amazing thing. So good for you for focusing on your particular profession. Yeah. And thank you for that. And um, for all the audience out there listening, be sure to follow Gail on her social media. She's on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, as well as her website, gaildoby.com. There's a link there where you can contact and schedule. You can have a quick call uh, with her about um, consulting clients care, learn about business, etc. So with that, thanks so much for um, coming onto the show. And um, uh, thanks for being a valuable resource. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Christopher. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. 
again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you like it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.